Hello, friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Cold Coffee Mom Reading the Podcast. I'm Daniela, and this week I actually have a special guest. Her name is Jill, and she is going to be helping me talk about how we need to just kind of do things for ourselves. I feel like often we look to do things for other people, and we're not realizing our worth internally, and that's really important to understand. So we're talking a little bit about everything today and how we learned in our own journeys that moment where it was like hello here's your sign let's fix it um just a lot of personal stories being told a lot of laughs i hope you enjoy it it's a longer podcast than normal but we can talk so i hope you enjoy this week's podcast thank you so much for listening i'm gonna let you get to it can you hear me Hey, I can hear you. Well, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh my gosh. This is nuts. Look at us figuring shit out. I was, was like, okay, ridiculous. this is hilarious. You were like, I have to go and I have to leave and come back. And I'm like, okay. And then I just like dipped out. I was just like. I like tried the old user ID like multiple times. I'm like, what the fuck? Why isn't this working? Dude, so dumb. We are so dumb today. It's fine. Well, we did figure it out ourselves, so I wouldn't say that we're like dumb. Well, we're a little slow. <laughs> we'll go with a little slow. <laughs> I think that sounds great. So, how's your day going? Been busy, but it's going. It's going. I love that for you. I'm really happy Oliver's back in school. He was off yesterday. <laughs> love that for you. Apparently, pre-K gets report cards, which is bizarre. It's I so know. I'm bizarre. like. Mm what's happening because like parent teacher conference they went over like what he was working on so I just thought and assumed that's where we were gonna leave it yes so I didn't expect to you know what the fuck ASMR here we go um let's select the printer that was a nice sound are you printing out the notes (laughs) yeah because (laughs) because I have to use my phone now for Zoom, which was not the original plan. It's fine. We have backup. And that's what's important. And now that's not going to work. Oh my gosh. I Don't swear. you have your laptop with you? Yeah. But you want to know what's going on with my laptop? I oh gosh. I last week on with the wrong with me this week <laughs> is wrong with me. So I changed my password to get on my laptop so that my kids could not get on my laptop anymore because my daughter was sneaking onto my laptop in the middle of the night and she was watching (sighs) netflix until like three in the morning i'm not okay with that these kids and they don't even appreciate sleep anymore dude she would literally hide it under her don't you use it like daily yeah i do so how did you think that was gonna she was gonna get away with that's what i'm saying like she would come in my room and take it and I think she wouldn't mean to fall asleep, but she would yeah. fall asleep. And then it was too late by the time she realized. Yeah, because then I would wake up and I'd be like, Are you, you're kidding. Like, she took my laptop again. And I would go in her room. And then she, so I've been letting Chuck have a little more say. And with my kids, I've been letting him, like, speak yeah. up a little more. You know, because we're, like, kind of there in our relationship. Right. I mean, he lives with me. I'm not just going to be like, well, you can't say anything to my kid. What the fuck? Yeah, there no. comes a point. I like fresh relationships, sure. But like where you guys are at, I feel like it's it just time. Yeah. And, and the kids have to like learn a healthy respect for him. Yes, right. it's cool to have fun with him. And I want you guys to like and have fun with him. But there also has to be a healthy respect. Mm-hmm. Like he is an adult and right. he's a part of our life. My grandfather gave both of my kids their old TVs. Cohen is fine. Like I'll let him go in there and watch the show a little bit before bedtime. And then I just turn it off and he's fine. Mm -hmm. Lily like thinks that this fire stick in her room now is for her to fall asleep to. And it's not because I don't want her to get in the habit of having to fall asleep to the TV. (laughs) Yeah. However, I don't have a problem with her. She is two years older than Cohen. I don't have a problem with her watching it for a little bit. And then me going in there and shutting it off. And I take the remote with me because she's a sneaky snake. Well, (laughs) The last time she took my computer 
after she was told not to. Chuck went in her room and took her fire stick. You know what he should have done was just unplugged one important connecting piece and left the back of it hanging in her TV. Because <laughs> that would have pissed me off more than just the whole thing gone. Well, she went into her room that night and she's like, I'm just going to watch a show. I said, good luck with that. She goes, what do you mean? I said, Chuck took your fire stick. And I agree with him. And she's like, what? And I said, uh, Lily, you can't, you know that you're not allowed to have my computer in your room at night. Like when she does get my computer, her door has to stay open. That's the rule. She was not very happy for a hot minute. I used to sneak. I remember when we got a cordless phone and that was the shit. And I used to sneak it into my room and I would, I would call my boyfriends because their parents let them live their life. And mine always made me go to bed. I would lay under the covers. Did you have more than one phone in your house? Uh Uh-huh. We had two, you know, you get the set. So I would do that. And then I would call them and I'm like, don't you ever fucking call my house. I have to call you because if my, the one time the phone rang and I swear to you, a little turd flung out of my ass. I was so scared. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to die tonight. Like I'm not going to wake up tomorrow morning. I'm convinced. And (laughs) my mom would never let me get a phone in my room. I wanted one of those clear ones. Like Clarissa knows it all. I think she was one that had one. And I wanted one of those so bad, but no, no, <sighs> just didn't let me yeah. live my best life, man. They gave me a well, computer, but they didn't hook it up to the internet. They just put the fucking, I played the Sims. That's, I, I still see do. you're very advanced in that. I, st- <laughs> <laughs> I think the first Sims I have was Sims two. I didn't do the original first one. It was a good time. I and solitaire I, I played to. solitaire like oh, a motherfucker yeah. I'm fabulous um, at solitaire. what was that one like it was like minecraft yeah I don't understand that game I mean either I just played it I just it was clicked like something it to play yeah yeah so, <sighs> so I have sorry. the notes ready I have I'm really ready. happy did you print them yes wow you are just next level <laughs> Fuck me in the asshole. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my peg first. <laughs> Let me get my my markers. I have to check off and highlight. <laughs> Dude, Dude, don't make me get my highlighter out. The whole thing I was doing this, I was thinking about um <laughs> the the forbidden person. Yeah. Could you tell? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was some of her, not all of her, but yeah. Well, inspiration for sure. Well, for sure. And a lot of it can like, like for me with this topic can dial back to like the beginning of my journey with Beachbody and stuff and like doing it because I felt pressured to do it. And I used to be a person that would just please anybody and everybody, no matter what the emotional cost was for me or mental sacrifice for myself. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to please people so bad. And I don't, I mean, I know why, like, if you really want to go deep and get in my counseling sessions, but <laughs> let's, let's go to therapy for um, a second. Let's just hop into my therapist's office for a second. But I had this need to please people. And even if I like, didn't really want to do something, I would still do it because I felt like I was letting somebody down. And that was the worst feeling in the world to me. So that's why it started. Literally though, that. social media has become such a pressure cooker. Yes. It's absurd. I even think sometimes people have kids just to give content. Like there's that one family, the LeBrant family or whatever. Do they so push their kids for money advertising all the toys and the shit? Oh yeah. The stupid they, shit. They, there's so much controversy that's been around them. And I haven't like dove like super deep into it, but I was just like, Oh my God, you're fucking psychotic. Well, my cousin posted something the other day and it was on his story. It was like about how you have to take this course to own a firearm. Okay. People have mm-hmm. to take like a force. If you're a course, if you're going to carry a firearm in you. Right. And he was like, I think parents, if you want to become a parent, I think you should have to take a course to prove that you're qualified to be a parent. And then I got into this conversation with Chuck and I'm like, well, yes and no. Like, I understand. I see like, I see the behind the scenes. I see the reasoning for it. And that is all valid. Right. There's some people who do some dumb shit, but it's such a journey. You so like change. Oliver's completely changed me like entirely. And there's a lot of hard truths that have smacked me in the face because of it. 
Well, and then you have the select few that don't change and you feel like, I genuinely feel bad for those kids because they didn't ask to be born into the situation that they're born into. However, that's like, I honestly feel that that's the minority when it comes to parenting. Like, I feel like there's the majority of parents have good intentions. However, there are the select few that you're like, bro, you should have been tied up before. Literally every person should be in therapy because I feel like I would open their eyes a lot to why they feel certain things and why they react to certain things in certain ways and all this shit. And, you know, there's people who just, you know, maybe therapy should be the next big wave that hits social media. Maybe everybody be cool. Fucking go do it. Cause you know, (laughs) mic drop. No therapy. Let me help me realize a lot of things about myself. (laughs) that I didn't know. And it helped me start the journey from going to like victim to victorious. I guess you can call it that because I used to have this victim mentality. I don't like the victim mentality. I mean, I feel like everybody, I feel like you don't realize you're doing it until it's like, until somebody finally says, dude, shut up. Yeah. And then there's like, make a change. Yeah. And some people don't receive that very well. That is a fact. And it's fine. They don't have to, but stop bitching. There's a thought. The clouds will part, the seas will part, and my dick will flop. And if it hits you, it hits you. <laughs> but the seriously, though, you in the face. these people don't want to either face their stuff. And I get it. Like trauma is a thing. People bury it. It is hidden. It stays down, whatever. But at the same time, it's like one of those things. It's like you can't talk someone out of a bad relationship. You can't talk someone into... Oh my God. I'm watching the, the 1000 pounds sisters on it's a TLC show. I love it because the the girls, they're so funny. And I literally laugh. They just talk about like, they're, they're on like obsessive with disorder with what am I fucking saying? They are obsessed with food in a disordered way. As far as like binging, they're just constant. And the one chick um, Tammy, like her sister ended up being okay and approved for the surgery. So she got it. And it's Tammy's very coming off, very selfish. Like, how could you do that without me? We were supposed to do it together. And she's like, it's not my fault. You are the one making the choices to stay back and do nothing. You're not bettering yourself. You're holding me back. I'm, I want kids. This is why I want to get it done and this and that. So her sister gets it and looks fantastic and lost a lot of weight. And is her husband's like, supportive of her and her sisters kind of like they have like two or three seasons out now and the older the bigger sister is younger than her she's still like gaining weight she gained 50 pounds in a month and I'm always like in a month in a month I didn't even know that was humanly possible that's exactly what her brother said like he came on and he was like we need to like help her and hold her accountable and do this and I'm thinking in my head like this isn't yes it's good to have that support It's good to have people that are going to push you in the right direction, but ultimately that's not anyone else's decision except for the person who's dealing with it. It's kind of like bad relationships. You have to be hit in the face with your own shit to be fully like, whoa, that needs to change. I need to. Well, it's like with us working out at the end of the day, if you don't text me or I don't text you, I'm still going to work out for myself. Right. I'm not. yeah. I'm not going to be like, Oh, nobody's getting, on can you Zoom wait for me? So can you wait for me another 30 minutes? And then in that 30 minutes, you're like, mm, I'm not going to work down today. Cause I, I don't feel good. And I was like, why the fuck did I just wait for you for 30 minutes? Right. So it's, it's at, at the end of the day, you're, you're making a choice for yourself. It's mm-hmm. like with the sisters you're just talking about, she, and anybody can hold her accountable. If you don't want the accountability, you're not going to do it. Right. You're so there you are have to be people. willing to receive it in order to get it. And there's people who are not disciplined too. Yeah. And I think a big turning point for me was when I had Oliver, I found, dude, let me see if I can find it. Cause I'll show you. I found, I was looking on my Instagram stories and I was looking at my archives and I found some, a thing of me from four years ago. That was when I basically started beach body, like entirely, you know, the cold message that I got after having a baby. Yeah. That fun stuff. Um, <laughs> the multiple mic drop but i found this i just i just finished working out 
dude, you don't even look like the same person. I know. Like you do, but you don't. I was so just, that was when I lived in Indiana. That was a dark time when dark cornfields, let me tell you. <laughs> Probably a lot of haunted stuff too. Dude, seriously. But I had a realization. I knew I wanted to make a change. It was just, I was making excuses for myself because, you know, my husband wasn't home and I was hurting and blah, blah, blah. But I was hurting because my body wasn't, isn't made to handle that. Like in a healthy way. I literally woke up with, I would have to like get my feet warmed up because the feet, my feet and my ankles would hurt like the bones. It wasn't even like muscle. It was, it hurt to walk and it hurt in the morning. Every single morning I wake up, my back hurt. Um, my hips would hurt. My knees would hurt and my feet would hurt. My body was not able to handle all the weight that I gained with Oliver. And I made a lot of bad choices during that pregnancy that, you know, I'm not going to do it again. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, but, um, I'm just saying like, I was making bad choices and it, at first I was like, Oh, I was, I was just pregnant. It's like, no, I made choices that led me to where I ended up. And when I have the chance to do it, I'm going to make myself better. And then Oliver would like play with my stomach, which never really bothered me, but it made me realize like something clicked in my head. Like he's going to be watching me he's going to be seeing what I'm doing. My future kids are going to be seeing what I'm doing. He loves me how I am. And I think in that moment, something turned and I was just like, I need to accept myself first where I'm at. The changes my body has come through. I need to buy clothes that fit me. Stop trying to squeeze in and save my wardrobe that I had. That one is outdated because I never... I've never been crazy about clothes shopping because it just always spikes anxiety with me. And then bitches can't shop anywhere. (laughs) That's why I only stick to like a store or two because I know what sizes I can fit in. I don't there and try on six different sizes and all fit differently than the last store I was at. It's just fucking stupid. The women industry and clothing is horrendous. I was just like flicked where I was like, I have to do this for me and like spill into everything else. Hate it people who are like, oh my God, what do you do? I mean, I don't hate it. I just, I get, it irritates me every time. Like this took me four years. It wasn't a weak thing. It was not anything quick. Mine was four years ago as well. I think I started like the after you started because I remember who got me started. Like also just started my little boutique. Like I had just started that, whatever. And she had gotten some stuff for me and we were going to do a collab because it's just like, whatever, sure. I was trying to get my name out there. Yeah. And she like, me about you. Cause, and I remember it because your name was the same. It was Cold Coffee Mom Brain. Yeah. And I was like, this girl sounds hilarious. I would like, look at your stuff. Well, we're like friends, but it's just crazy. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I mean, I was following along. When I started. <laughs> I, that's, that's when I started too. And I was, I was separated I wasn't divorced from my ex-husband yet I was separated I was in a real low place no respect for myself I had I didn't like who I was when I looked in the mirror I didn't a very negative person mm-hmm. and I wanted like at the time felt the need to like justify what I was doing and why I was doing it because I was so worried about what everybody was going to think about me when I actually did get a divorce. It took me finding out that. I feel like that's you know. totally a common, I mean, obviously I've never been divorced, yeah. but my mom felt like that when she went through hers and her biggest one, unfortunately was like the church. And she was like, oh, they're so like, oh, you know, the, the reason why I do not go to church as much as I used to is because of the way my home church treated me when I left in like two years to even reach out to me after my divorce when they did reach out to me instead of asking how I am or if I'm okay or anything because I was not okay mentally, right I was not you know yeah, you were stable. Not. I was not mentally okay asked me if I was going to start serving in tiny town again I had not been at that church in two years oh, and I disgusting. responded and I said I don't know if you've noticed or not but I haven't been at church in two years I haven't even served in tiny town for two years. So I'm going to have to say no. You have to and, go fuck yourself. And I got nothing because a whole nother podcast, <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> for real. The church in itself is a whole other oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. I would love... to have like a podcast or something where you could like sit here and have a live conversation like a radio show people can call in that would be so fun but people can't do that anymore because people can't accept other people's opinions no it's always how dare you think differently than me well that's a problem social right. media makes people feel like that you think you're high and mighty behind the screen and when you come face to face if if that if there was no social media a lot of people with their mouths closed they don't know how to actually properly socialize or no, they don't because they're used to doing it over a screen or say whatever they want because they don't have to face the person. Not knowing that that does way more damage than if you actually had an in-person conversation, said everything that you just said, but you wouldn't say everything you just said because you wouldn't have the balls to say it to my face. Exactly. That's the issue. It's Look, wrong. I know. I fuck up. <laughs> But the difference, is, the difference is like, there comes a time when you can either accept it, you own it. I did that. That was fucked up of me. My bad. Like, it's like, we're scared. I feel like, well, I feel like this because I can see myself being like this sometimes. Like I'm scared to say something like, mm, no, when you're in a serious conversation with somebody, I'm scared of the fight. Why I'm like that. I just think it's like a anxiety thing that I have. Because you were right. You had talks shit you grew up with toxic shit you watched with me like with my marriage like I have these expectations that I can't go to a person I'm in a relationship with and say no I want to address without it turning into a fight like I legit feel sick when I need to address something yeah that I feel like could possibly to an argument but I feel like it's because we both grew up and And I think it's like that you see you watch the escalation progress and you're like oh they're getting heated oh here we go we're on stage two now when are we going to get to round three and then you're then you're waiting for the ding ding (laughs) no that's probably exactly what it is actually I mean you had to ask my grandfather who by the way is so sweet he would he's never ever 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 yelled at me ever like ever he's just always I'm just pretty chill. Like we're just very mutual. Like out, we chill, we talk. I just listen to him, even though we, if he sometimes repeats himself, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just like a good little vibe. And I had to ask him once for a Wi-Fi password. And I don't know why I was so triggered. I mean, I know why, but I was so triggered asking because whenever I would go to my friend's house, I would always have to ask both parents always what it was and I get it whatever that's one parent easily but the other one I was like nauseated and I was shake right yeah because it was always you're gonna talk to me when you want something from me two ways like I don't have to be the one to always reach out exactly come ask me how my day is yeah it's like and you get so tainted and I I will never forget going to therapy and it was um shortly after one of the fights we had where we got physical and I was talking to my therapist and she was like telling me to give the story of what happened and I was doing it. And and I was like, well, so-and-so told me not to talk, but I said, sorry. And threw the milk at my face, like a whole glass, just right in my face. But I said, you know, I spoke and she was like, hear yourself and I was like what like we we justify this toxic shit exactly and she was like this is why you're here because you honestly think this is how you should be treated and it is not I'm putting an end to it this is what we're going to be working on every little thing even though you think it's minor I want you to talk to me about it because I need to rewire your thought process on should be treated isn't that you still said anything she's like first of all second of all that should have never happened to you I was like, oh, and it was like, ding, (laughs) like, right. We're like, wait, it's like, okay. Something as simple as like this morning, I, instead of asking for help, I just do everything myself. I literally run 90 miles a minute. And then you overwhelm yourself and then you get mad because nobody asked to help you, but you're like, so this, this morning I like, not with anybody, but I was like, shit. I forgot. Like I sometimes that I have somebody that lives with me now that cares, that helps it all this stuff. So I'm like, shit, I forgot to take the trash out. It's trash day, blah, blah, blah. I don't even say anything to him. I walk outside. I do all the, th- the three trash bins. I come inside and he goes, I'm here. 
can ask you can ask me to do things like i'm not gonna get mad at you for saying, you're just well, on babe. autopilot though it's like well that's that's why i said i said listen i used to having anybody do anything for me i said when i was married i no i did not i did things myself i cleaned right. the house i cooked dinner i didn't i had a husband who went to work and that was his job just provide for his family financially and nothing more to get sex because that's what men want right a lot of them and then they get their things that they need anyways so i'm not used to like i never asked my ex-husband for help because he wasn't he did not show me that he was there to help to be a partner yeah yeah that's not what that I was makes shown. sense that makes sense like 100 so percent. with it's hard for me to get used to the fact that he is there for me and he actually like backs up what he says and right. he's there to help i can be like hey babe can you take the trash out Right. I mean, you know what pisses me off though? When people ask for help too much, there's a, there's a fine line. Yes. My husband, dude, my husband, God love his soul. He will literally like, it's like this. Can you get the door for me? It's got like, (laughs) and then we'll be here with 20. I have like the kid on my hip. I have a whole thing. I'm like, um, can you, because my hands are full. My hands are full. He's got like a cup and his phone. And I'm like, how about you put the cup and the phone in one hand and then you will have a whole hand to yourself to open the fucking door. Can we try that? Let's Dude, try. Let's it's like try with- it out. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then he'll take the, tr- he used to do this. He's gotten so much better about this. He used to take the trash out and he would come in and the bin would be sitting outside of the fucking trash can. And I would go to throw something away and the fucking bag was never replaced in the fucking trash can. And I would look at him like, are you on drugs? Are you okay? Why is this like this? And he was like, well, I took it out. I thought you could just, and I'm like, how about complete the, Jesus, <laughs> I get for talking shit. <laughs> I was like, you could complete the whole task and I don't have to do shit. This is what I get for being Italian talking with my fucking hands. What the fuck? Anyway, it's like with our kids, you know, they get out of the car. They have nothing. They leave their book bag in the car. They leave their cup in the car. They leave Oliver water jumps the out and he's like, I'll get the door. And I'm like, I have to unlock it. And then he's like, well, hurry right. up and unlock it. And I'm like, use the fuck out of me. <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart. Well, Little, and then they're like, you help unlock the door. I'm like, I'm sorry. How do you I'm, want me to take your book bag? I'm asshole? in quicksand. I'm dying, but give me a second. I'll be out in a second. <laughs> it's like, they don't think about it. They just, just let me get myself out of this. Let but me it's like they have nothing. break my I'm arm. Like, you, you could be like, "Hey, mom, I'll get the keys and I'll open the door." Or, "Hey, mom, you know what? Let me grab my backpack from you because well, I'm eleven funny. and I'll go stand at the front door myself. and I'll be like, "Oliver, backpack for me." Oh, that's a great idea. And I'm like, "Where were you five seconds ago when we just you bolted out of the car?" I leave them children. I don't know where I'm at right now. Oh, let your I'm talking about kids. Um, they should see you like through your shit i don't believe that kids should be completely blind i feel like they should be no. selectively blind to certain <clears throat> things that they don't need details on and it can be very vague with them just because they don't need you like timmy touched my titty when i was five no, like we don't need to talk about that you know what i mean it's just very like i'm working through some stuff so like when i get mad at oliver i <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i gotta think of something like i don't even know why i need an example Truthfully, I could have probably, probably I'm not laughing about Uncle Timmy touching a titty. No, we, we would never laugh about that. We would never laugh about that. It's just, that's what came to my head. This went over a whole different way into my brain when I was typing this up. But mental health is a huge part. So like going back to what I was saying about how it clicked with me, I learned to focus on myself. Everything else like cascaded into needed to be like I got frustrated that it didn't happen overnight like I did six crunches why do I not have apps that was a question that sometimes went through my head and I have a history of disordered eating so naturally I'm like I would never I never thought I was like I'm gonna starve myself again because Oliver was way too important I had a breast supply of milk jugs to fill if you know what I'm saying so I'm like I had to take venue greek I did too. And I smelled like maple fucking syrup. Dude. Yes. It was the worst thing. Sometimes like I will catch a whiff and it like takes me back. It's like tunnel vision to the back future and the back future makes no sense. 
back in time. This is a whole goddamn. Back. The back. The back. <laughs> We're gonna blame that on your brain status currently. Let's do your, that. Your state. Let's do that. My state's unwell. Speaking of mental health, let's get into it. Weight <laughs> loss. So. I feel like we were talking about the thousand pound sister show. Okay. So what I was thinking was like, why do they, they honestly go into this meeting and they're like to lose 50 pounds, a hundred pounds before I even consider you for this gastric bypass surgery. Okay. I understand there's like medical tools that can't reach certain areas because of the amount of fat and like there, everything's enlarged or small or pushed in like whatever. I understand that. I also understand that they want to make sure that they can stick to some kind of meal. Cause this is not just like, I'm fat and I'm obese. This is like extremely like deathly overweight, a- an addiction to food. It's like a, their drug essentially. Well, yeah. Cause you're not going to, they're not going to go perform this high risk surgery on for somebody. you to basically it, die because you can't or to gain it all back because just cause you get the surgery doesn't mean I you're think not you would die. I think you would die probably if because it's like same- your stomach just explodes essentially. Oh, Like it's, yeah, like it's a very serious thing, which I understand, but why, like, this was the first fat loss show. Like, you know, that 600 pound life with that doctor Mm -hmm. Nassif and he was like, you're not going to starve if you don't eat the whole six meals in one sitting. (laughs) Like that guy's a douche. Truthfully, I get the harshness and I get the importance of it, but I also think, why don't they go through therapy first? Because there's a lot of rooted issues in eating disorders, especially that extreme Either way, on either end of the spectrum, mental health is such, it's never looked at first because nobody can see it. Maybe I don't know. But when I worked out to help my brain tell people this, cause they'll be like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I mean, I do beach body and they're like, oh, are you a coach? I'm like, no, I'm not. Cause I don't want to care about anybody else. That's just not where I'm at anymore. I don't, I'm going to use others to fulfill myself because mm-hmm. I will do that. And then I make all the excuses for me while I'm expecting other people to do it. And I'm like, that's not right. So I'm like, no, I'm not ever going to do it. It's just, this is my journey for me focusing on myself, but mental health really is big factor in don't realize that. So when I started going to therapy and like, I was maintaining for years, like a couple of years. And then recently within the past year and a half is when I like got real serious about it, but I was also in therapy. I see, I still see my therapist every two weeks mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't even like go in sometimes having something to talk about. And I end up talking a shit ton. And then we, ha- Dude, those are a- the best times though. Yeah. And we find a problem in it that I've been struggling with and we figure it out and she gives me some tips and this and that and health so big. And I feel like if our kids are watching, which they always are, they can accept yeah. our body for what it is, whatever stage we're in doesn't necessarily mean there needs to be a change, but I think that's what changed in my mind. I was working out to change my body. I wasn't working out to like better. I was working out to look better. A huge difference when you always work out just to feel sore, which I know it feels good when you're in the, like when you're in the good trench and cause you're like, Oh, it feels like I did something, but that's not necessarily doesn't mean that if you don't, you know, and I was learning like you don't have to do this high intense workout every day. Break it up. Sometimes your body needs more stretching. So maybe some more peaceful things like yoga, meditation, or a nice walk outside just to get some fresh air or a run or different things during different days. And everyone all over growing up hearing me talk about myself. And a negative. Because yeah. that, that sticks with them. I, I listened to a podcast, like I think it was right before we started 75 Hard. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about oh, like generation, generational curses. Okay. Like things that just like continue to go down the family line because nobody stopped and said, uh, I'm going to change this right now because right. that's what they know, what they know. So that same toxic behavior continues and continues and continues. And he said something about like, even when we don't say negative things about ourselves. If, if we live in a negative state about ourselves, that is what's projected off of us. It's this yeah. negative energy. It's this negative yep. attitude. Remember, I think I texted you. I remember saying something like, guys, uh, Lily just told me she was fat. Yeah, I think I, I remember like, you saying something like that. <clears throat> um, you think you're fat. And she, I was like, don't say that about yourself. You're beautiful just the way you are. And she was like, you say you're fat. And I'm like, Hits she goes, you. you're not fat. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm going to go sit on a knife 
Um, Literally is like, in that moment, I realized that my self-pity, my victim state of mind, my negative attitude, my negative energy was rubbing off of me onto my kids. And that was like the biggest slap in the face ever because no parent wants their kid to grow up. And think that. You have enough assholes in the world that are going to tell you these things your entire life. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't need to like look in the mirror as a child, be like, I'm fat. And in middle school, and this is where all the assholes come out. This is actually like, school, this is, that's a huge time of someone's life. I mean, there's so much yeah. that changes. Styles changing. Her, her body's which, changing everything. Oh Hormones and all this middle school. I well, like got- school, but middle school was hard. Early. Crazy being like a mom and being outside of it. Like I did middle school. I did high school. I hated it. I was not a popular kid. My brother was super popular. I was just like kind of a nobody. I kept myself very like, I was a very outgoing person, but I chose to be like quiet and kind of like hide myself in school just because I wasn't comfortable with myself. Right. And I have a very open relationship. We talk about everything. I don't lie to my kids about things. Sugarcoat it, but there's certain topics. There's appropriate age appropriate boundaries. Right. So um, and she tells me these things and it just like blows my mind. The things people are saying to her, like that are just being mean to be mean. And I told her the other day because she was like really upset and her feelings were hurt. And I said, Honey, doesn't make it right. But the reason these girls are being mean and nasty to you and they're making fun of you and they're putting you down is because they, you are a threat to them, not because you're intentionally trying to be a threat to them. There is something about you and how you're confident in yourself and you know what you believe in. And you're a strong, you have a very strong personality that is a threat to them. Mm -hmm. People, people do not just be mean and make fun of, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are just really negative and they are seeing it from somewhere else. They're seeing these toxic things be played. You know, you can tell your kids all day long not to do something, but if you're doing the same thing, you're telling them not to do, they're going to keep doing it because people see by your actions, whether what you're saying is true or false. It's like, you can tell somebody all day long, you love them. If you're cheating on your wife and being verbally or mentally abusive to them, you do not love them. I'm sorry. Yeah, No, you don't. Cause that's not what love is. You don't do that to people you love. You don't do that to a family you love. People don't. People don't realize, I mean, they do, but they don't because nobody gets therapy because nobody thinks it's important. Well, to get it's therapy. a high horse thing. Everybody's like, I don't need it. I'm fine. I can talk on Instagram stories about it. Now I'm refreshed and rejuvenated. No, bitch, you're fucking psychotic. Go to therapy. This you're is your literally- side. If you're listening to this and you are questioning it, go to therapy. Because- it shows you things about yourself that you don't it really you can't you see. Up, but like people might not be open to that open to it because they're comfortable living in their little little Fantasy. shell which is fine if that's what you want their life, little social media shell of perfection that doesn't fucking actually exist in real life and that's a lot well, of people, people people don't realize is life is like a butterfly effect what you do affects other people what you say affects other people what you say in front of your kids your kids hear they repeat they go to school and treat people like shit Kids that are bullies. Are I literally like remember being like, like, what the fuck is like, not that's Oliver, but I just think in my head, like, what the fuck is wrong with my kid? Why is he acting so disgustingly nasty to be me? And then it hit me like, mm, cause I've kind of been a little bitch to him. Like, why would I expect him to sit there and bend over backwards for me when there was no mutual respect at that time? And it clicks a lot into you. Like we do as parents for sure our kids and it's not that we have to be perfection or no perfect because perfection is boring but it's about kind of opening up to our kids in a sense to let them see these impurities that we have to a degree and how we are growing (laughs) from them some some imperfections need to be kept in your closet well and it's like the simple act of apologizing to your kid kids are humans too they deserve the same respect that you deserve from me as a human being Mm -hmm. whether we're friends or not are not given respect kids are looked down on because they're little and they're kids but then we tell them to respect other people and it's like what are you showing them respect i think their kids are robots if do as i say people with emotions and they have ideas and they are so smart and they're every single kid is different like cohen is the opposite of it's like north pole and south pole yeah remember when i like when I had gotten divorced, I was like this rock. Like I refused to show emotion in front of my kids. I refused to show my kids that I was hurting. I didn't want to look weak to them. 
only my therapist, but my Nana, who's a very important person to me, she was like, there's nothing wrong with your kid seeing that you're sad with your kids seeing that you're hurt. Those are normal emotions that they need to see are okay to have. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, just because you're sad and angry doesn't mean you can treat people terrible or vice versa. But, you know, we tell our kids all day long to do these things. And, but we, a lot of parents don't have the decency. It's like when your kid frustrates you and then they want to go do something and you're like, no, but the only reason you're saying no is because you're frustrated with them. So really you're taking out, you're holding it against them is what people are doing. Right. And I, I do it. I'm a parent. I'm not perfect. I mean, where everybody has a quirk, there's always going to be something someone's going to want to change when they get older. Like my mom was fantastic. Back on it, but she did Mm -hmm. have quirks. Like one of her, which I'm not mad at her for, but she would always do this. Do I look fat? Does this make me look fat? I hate my legs. They look so big. I wish I was skinnier. Why am I so like, she wasn't even big. That's what's crazy. And I get it. Cause her mom, how she grew up, that was a big body generation, like the eighties mm-hmm. and understand it was a generational thing and I don't hold her for it or anything like that. But then I would hear, Oh my God, you look just like your mom. What am I hearing? you're so fat you're all I'm the fat your my legs my, exactly and I would literally remember sitting in her room on her bed and she would take forever to find clothes she's like I hate the way this makes me feel I hate the way this makes me look I look disgusting I'm this I'm that and it didn't help that she wasn't in a committed marriage with somebody and that made her feel even more like shit so like we have to be careful and mindful of the way we're putting our, how we're talking to ourselves, which is something I vowed to never do in front of my children. And I'm proud to say that I've never done that in front of my kids. Like if I'm having a bad body day, which is going to happen, I come from disordered eating and just dysmorphia and all this stuff when I'm having those feelings. Yeah. I might be a little quiet and a little moody and this and that, but I will never ever. That's something I don't ever want him to hear me say, because I would just say, mommy's just feeling really sad today or I just need some quiet time today. Like I, I interpret it different with him, but I would talk to my husband about it or I will just have alone time just to like have my sad girl hours and then get the fuck up and move on because it's a mental, it's a, it's a head. Well, and it's like the longer you stay stuck there, though, it's like the the deeper you get, you get deeper. Yeah. It's like a downward spiral. And it's really hard with social media nowadays to not like, compare yourself to all these girls that look freaking perfect in their photos. And you're like, (laughs) as someone who has been an influencer, I can sit here and tell you, I hate that word, but I was in that. I was with a lot of people that are hundreds of thousands of followers to like a thousand. It was a big range. And, um, a lot of it is not real. Like, and it's hard to detach from that thought you see people that literally will erase em- embellishments on people's faces and, and the filters. And I don't have an issue with filters. I don't care what anybody does on their page, but it's the whole pretending that you are in this best lot time of your life when you're really not thing pisses me off. And that's just me personally. Like if someone's life looks too perfect, I unfollow them because it messes with my head. And even though I know right. it's like when you're constantly scroll and you constantly see like, I'm convinced it's set up in a way to like brainwash you essentially. Like you're always, Dude, there's a documentary on Netflix about, I haven't even social- watched it because I know it will panic me, but I, I want to watch it. I just, well, here's the thing. We compare ourselves to these things that aren't perfect. And logically we know they're not perfect because nobody is perfect. Everybody has bad days. Everybody goes through seasons of life. There was like a time where I wanted to be an influencer. Okay. Because everybody was doing it. And I was like, everybody oh, was doing like, it. Yeah. This seems like easy money. This, you know, if you can just like get the following, whatever. But then wasn't so not like too long ago. Like I was posting just a post. I can write. Like, right. If I want to write something, I can write. I've mm-hmm. always loved writing. However, not to the point where I was like, why am I making these posts? And from posting every day to now I'll post whenever I feel like posting. That's me. That's that's why I post because I feel like posting. So certain person kind of got into my head about the whole posting thing from the get-go with working out and how you're supposed to get attraction. I never not a nutritionist. I'm not at school to be a trainer. I did not do that. I don't, right. I work out for myself. 
the people that are look up to me as like a positive influence or whatever, that is all great and dandy, but I have one coach signed up under me because I'm doing this. I'm not doing this to like make money or make myself feel good about the people that are under me. If what I'm doing, the changes that the positive changes I've made in my life, if that's helping somebody great, if it's not cool, if you don't want to follow me, awesome. If you do want to follow me, cause I inspire you sweet. I was doing it for the wrong reasons in the beginning. Right. I was doing all of it. Like I wanted my social media. It's easy though it's like- to get swept up in that wave of what everybody else is doing and motherhood and the child that looks so perfect. I'll never forget. I posted a picture of Oliver at a, a pumpkin patch and he was like cute and smiley and this and that. And then I wrote in the comments, like you would never believe this was probably one of the worst, lowest days of my motherhood career where I had to drag my kid out screaming from the fucking gift shop because he punched a fucking Christmas tree. I was so mad. I was like, don't you dare punch a fucking Christmas tree. I was so pissed off in the middle of everybody there pump, picking pumpkins and being all festive as fuck. I literally drug him, dragged him out. And I said, put your pumpkins up. We are not getting them. And that was it. I was like, but you wouldn't know that if I was like, oh my God, we just had the best day at the pumpkin patch. Some days it is the best day, but he was also two and he was going through some shit and Jordan was gone. And I honestly think if you're not mentally healthy, a lot of people don't even realize they're not mentally healthy. I didn't realize it until (laughs) it took two abusive relationships, going through 75 hard therapy, doing all the hard shit to be like, and then coming out of those and still being destructive and responsible for some of this too. Yeah. Like you go to social media and you're not in a good place mentally, just an even worse downward spiral, because all you're going to do is sit there and compare yourself to everybody else. And then you're going to, and you're doing it subconsciously. You do it so subconsciously. Like the other day when I was looking through Instagram, it was like pregnancy announcement, pregnancy announcement, pregnancy announcement, baby, belly, pregnancy, newborn. And I was like, what the fuck? And I couldn't watch. I had to, I was like, I'm done. Like, and I realized like, as I was going through it, I was like, "Mm." and I'm like, I'm not mad at them because yeah, you should fucking celebrate that. That's awesome. But me personally, I had to take that responsibility for myself at that moment and remove myself from it because I even like people buying houses. I would love to buy a house, but just right now we're not there right. with military life. And it's kind of stupid because we don't know where we're going to be in right. a couple of years. Right. So why compare your life and your situation to somebody exactly. else's situation that who really got to me during like 75 hard where I was like seeing like some tendencies and you had pointed out a couple of them to me. And I was like, Okay. Like not yeah, yeah, whatever, it's not a big deal. But then I'm through this like getting rid of people that I don't need in my life. Like if you don't not even just benefit, but if you make me feel less than I don't want it, I don't want you a part of my life. I don't want I feel like you have to kind of have people in your life that bring something to your table. Or else or else the relationship is pointless. But it's like if you're a person that is negative and toxic and is just gonna make me feel like shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for that anymore but it's like through that I realized like I never knew I had obsessive tendencies until I did 75 hard and then I was like oh I might have not have been obsessed with my food but I was ridiculously obsessed with my workouts yeah. and then I wasn't eating enough not intentionally but just because I wasn't used to eating the amount that I needed you to weren't keeping up with out what you were working out and it was Correct. not a balanced situation and I, I still get in that mindset where days where I look in the mirror and I'm like damn girl you look good and then there's days I look in the mirror and I'm like disgusting and then mm-hmm. you know my boyfriend will be like what are you what are you talking to what's disgusting I'm not help me understand <laughs> what do you mean this is disgusting I'm like this this I want to be like it's Tina the talking like, tummy somebody just throw Shamu back into the ocean whoa <laughs> But I, I never realized that I had these tendencies until I did 75 hard and I really focused in and I got close to you and I got rid of toxic relationships just because I didn't have time for it. We were working out twice a day. Nobody got time for that. People could just realize how much they could benefit from getting help and getting healthy in a mental aspect and then seeing the trickle effect that it's literally what it is has. people get so annoyed with me when it's I tell them changer. I worked on my brain I went to therapy I worked out for my mental health and I know they're on the other side of the screen like oh dude let's God. be real 
let's be real for a minute. I was working out all the time. I was drinking way too much. I was going out partying. I have two kids. I would only party when I didn't have my kids because I was embarrassed. I would not have everyone of my kids to see me in that state. I hated it when I saw my parents in that state. Yeah, It's not a safe feeling. They never saw that side of me. However, I was drinking. I was partying. I was going out. I was coming home at three in the morning. I had to break into my own house because I lost my garage door opener because I was blacked out drunk on tequila. A terrible situation. I, it was bad. And that weekend that I was like, not okay. This yeah. is not okay. It was a the mental place I'm in is not okay. And I could blame it on why well, I have no family here. I could blame it on, well, what I grew up with or how my ex-husband treated me or how my ex-boyfriend treated me. I can blame it on all those things. Right. But until I actually take responsibility and, and be like, it. yeah. And also saying, I also have to make a change because I'm sitting here repeating the same toxic behavior now, not bettering myself. I'm not helping myself to become better or to overcome anything that I went through. I'm just pitying myself. Mm-hmm. So until I got a hold on my mental health, got to grab your balls. I got up there, copper, real good, squeeze them up. But mental health is so it's important. It's true, though. It's like, so important. When you work on you first, when you realize that you're doing it, like I'd hear too, oh, well, before I did it for um, my girl, my girls or whatever, but now I just, I just don't know. And I'm like, why are you doing it for your kids? Don't do it for your kids. Maybe you don't look at yourself to think you're worthy of that, but like, that's where you need to break that wall and be like, no, I deserve this because my kids deserve this because my husband deserves this because my house deserves this because my family, I did this because ultimately you deserve it. It's, it's a mental health game. And honestly, like, and it, it's, it is very hard thing to grasp, especially when you're surrounded with it people still gets hard to look grasp. like literally like I don't even think this is anything that you should ever look at as a one-stop shop no this is a forever constant growth of ups and downs and confusion and figuring it out and finding a different balance like it's just a constant no it's not it nothing is guaranteed it's filled with uncertainties every which way you look you could leave you people hurt you your kids move on and all this stuff and at the end of the day, you have yourself. And I'm not saying that in a selfish way, you should be like, well, you, because you're not going to be around for forever. Yeah. But at the same time, like, stop worrying about it's your what responsibility Kendall, Kendall for you. Jenner looks like. Stop trying to get the same ass that Kim Kardashian has. It's fake. Stop trying to have the same house that Kanye West, like all these things that people look at and they're like, well, this is what I need to be happy. No, what you need to be happy is to be healthy. It's yourself. Who you are. You figure yourself figure out, out. Learn yourself. Find self-care. Work is not self-care. I don't care who fucking says it. Working is not self-care. I hated that shit. No, it's not. But once you... I like helping people. Okay, no. What's your actual fucking... What do you like to do outside of helping people? Figure something out. And that's not working. Working out, I don't think is a hobby either. I think that is a necessity, truly. I believe it is a mental health release. It's... Not 100%. a fucking hobby. Uh, like, do you in the bath, reading a book, something quiet, something going for like a little walk outside to just maybe listen to some meditation. Like some I pop. love to sit on the beach and just listen to the waves. That is something that I'm yeah. very dear to my heart. It's my time with myself, but figure out who you are, what your passions are. Don't apologize for it. Don't own sit it. there and like own who the fuck own you are. Own that shit. Own Be it. your quirky ass self. And the we world have needs to, it because there's too many fake ass people in the world. We and have to learn to the point where it's like, yeah, everybody we have to learn too how to respect ourselves and respect one another and understand that we're all different in different ways. What works for me doesn't work for you. What works for you doesn't work for Susie down the street. And what works for social media is never going to validate anything for you. It's, it's not social you media. Do it for is, yourself. Do it for yourself. Exactly. And because literally when I, when I figured that out, and everything started trickling down. It was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Like literally it was, it was amazing to me how much it just made so much sense. And I'm like, I never saw this before. Cause I was so clouded by all the judgment I was yeah. putting on myself and to other people and comparison and all this and that, but literally it's, it's a mental game. It's a- you know what I started doing, which really helped me is I started asking myself when people would ask me to go do things. Cause I used to say yes to everything. I was mm-hmm. going all the time. And now I'm like, do I really want to go? Is this going to benefit me in any way? 
is this a situation that I already feel anxiety about just thinking about going? I'm not going. Like yeah. I ask myself all these questions because I'd never go anywhere I have, if I asked myself. Right. Well, I have shit. I've been through shit and I know what yeah. triggers me. And why would I want to put myself in a situation with people that I know at the end of the day are not going to be there for me, especially if it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just to please, just to please Life them. Really so is, they won't it's say short. Anything. It's short. It's when I could short. spend that time with my kids or I could spend that time doing something I enjoy doing with a close friend or whatever. But it's like, I, I no longer do things just to please somebody else. I used to do it all the time. It was my way of life, literally from, I don't even remember when, but now I'm like, um, no, you go do that. Have fun. Like people make up lies and be like, well, I can't go because I have this. Which, no, you don't. You just don't want to go. So yeah, I'm just we're, like, we are a I don't society that worries about what everybody else thinks. And to a degree, I understand the caring concept and the empathetic yeah. and the sympathy and the, 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 but you, what point do you have to stop for your own well-being? Like I don't watch the news anymore because it terrifies me. I don't either. Do I feel horrible when things happen? Like on any spectrum of it? Absolutely. I'm like, damn, that's fucking sad as shit. Or damn that. Can you imagine that being you? Like you try to like put yourself in that. You can't most of the time because the news is horrific. They only share the bad shit. They never really make feel good stories anymore. When's the last time you turn on the news and you're like, oh, that's really positive. Awesome. Right. You felt uplifted or encouraged. You don't. The only the last like time the that I saw that was getting an underground bunker was when Michelle Obama <laughs> was on Ellen <laughs> and she was doing that uptown funky what that dance she did with the kids or something. Oh gosh. That was the last time I saw anything happy. And I and that's know. the Ellen show. And that was Ellen. So it wasn't even the news. Then it wouldn't really count. Does she share like, some news? Yes, but, but ultimately. You know I what? Like, I I just I want to be around people that make me laugh, that help me build myself. Like not build myself up, but like, aren't going to tear me down and people that I can be genuinely myself around and not feel the need to like, please, or yeah, I don't ever want to be around somebody that knows something makes me uncomfortable or anxious and they're okay with it as long as they get what they want. And it's like, no, I deserve, I, I deserve more. And once I worked on my mental health, I now know that I, you come to more. realization. There's a lot of open doors that are like, Whoa, has that been there the whole time? <laughs> Just no, hit. Wait, you want to take out the trash? It's the best day ever. Sweet. Like when my husband put the trash outside, I didn't have to ask him. Oh, you should really just be an equal partner and take the trash out all the time. Daniela. That's a lovely, that's social media for you. They just look at one thing and they're like, I have your whole life figured out in a 60 second reel. Okay. How dare the you. Trollers. You yeah. also have the trollers that they're just so unhappy. They have to make everybody else sad and unhappy. That guy that, like, that commented that definitely jerks his meat in his mom's basement <laughs> with his beer gut. He can't even see with his, his wife. Running the he can't even see his dick. I don't think he has a wife. I had, I think he has a cat. He probably does have a cat. And, uh, but you know, his profile says that his wife works on the farm, the dairy farm, and, uh, he is a professional gamer or is trying to be a gamer, but his wife's out there in her hunter boots and her overalls scooping cow shit. And he thinks you should bring in the trash, Daniela. How dare I expect my husband to help with things around the house? You what assholes. Such a douchebag. But you know, like, do you know your situation? So it's like, I know. And that's why I could like find the funny in it. It pissed me off for like two seconds. I was really like, you fucking dumb fuck. Shut the fuck up. But then you're like, uh, go play your video games. (laughs) But then I was like, go pet your cat. Go pet your cat. Wait a second. Like, I don't need to get so upset about this because one, it's social media. Two, I mean, that's uh, he, there's, he's probably following you like oh she's sexy look at that ass bounce oh cat's ass not bounce like what's the problem buddy <laughs> bitch <laughs> society though we just need to start doing things more for us and then like if, yeah. if anyone's in a season of just being feeling stuck like you have to find the root i guess that's the whole summary. well also it's all people, rooted i mean we grew, you grow up you. yeah have people around you that you can be like, like, I know I can voice message you and be like, dude, I'm really struggling mentally today. And like this and this and this going on and there's like grace with you, but you're also real. Like you need to have people that are balanced that can be like, okay, let's pull it back a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 
all right, get your shit together. And, but also can listen to you. And there are people that you can trust that like, I know I can say something to you and you're not going to go on your story. And but there is some shit that we share, but we know when it's serious and we know when we're not sharing. Right. Shit. And my people that are consistently, like, I don't know where I'm, I'm going with this. I am the person that with family, with friends, whatever, I will show the fuck up for you when you need me to. Right. However, I want you to show the fuck up for me when I need you to. Like I'll leave my house at three in the morning. And I, I also expect if someone's sitting there, like if you were to sit there and tell me like, bitch, you better wake the fuck up and get your ass up. You better be getting your ass up too, because you're not going to sit there and tell me one thing and do another every day or every other day. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. it's a thing where it's like, we motivate each other like, because we be that for each other if we need it. And we can open openly say that, but it's not what like- What is that saying? Say what you mean and mean what you say? Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do or what you're expecting of other people, especially if- You are like a person that people look up to. The hell are you going to be like, uh, we're going to get up at this time. We're going to work out at this time. I'm going to be there for you. You're making a promise to people when you sign them up on you that you're going to be there for them. And then you're not, if you're not there for them, Nothing that you say means anything. People do it all the time. People say shit. They say they're going to be there and then they're not there, which is yeah. a huge problem in society. It's the same thing with social people. media. They'll post about what, how this and that, and then behind closed doors, they're a completely different way. I'm going to be completely transparent and say, I have done that because I try to keep my social media pretty uppity yeah. because the world is dark. There's just, it's all you see anymore when you turn on the TV. But at the same time, it's a little bit of, this is what I learned. I'm trying to like switch my thing right. instead of like, this day was horrible. I'm trying to think of, this no. is what I learned today about myself, about my child, about my husband, about whatever. I think everybody's done that though. Like painting a picture that wasn't really the accurate picture. I mean, it's where we want it to look good. We want it to feel good. Right. right. You want it to be relatable. You want to fit in with the crowd. It's, it's a common thing. But just, every, every once in a while, show, show something that's real. Talk about something that's real. Talk about something. I never realized how many wrinkles I have here. Dude, I'm pretty I sure have this like throbbing vein that all. Dude, I have one too right, right here in the middle of my head. And I'm like, bro, oh, that that's like an ass crack right in between my eyebrows. Yeah. Like, it's always like, if I smile, it's Shake there, but I'm ass for me. I've, <laughs> I've just accepted it. I have accepted who I am in this season. And I'm going to continue and that's all you to can accept do. who I am through every season because every season be. can be different. And just expect challenges to come up and hurdles to go over. And you got to kind of ex- lose the perfection and embrace the change and the differences and lessons learned and easier said than yeah. I know, but it, I mean, it is, but like, I mean, we are a very pleasing society right now. And it's a little weird. And I love it's that Oliver weird. right now, I'm trying to keep feeding the confidence that he has. Like he pissed himself in school and he literally was like, I peed myself today. And that's how he came. Well, <laughs> Billy Madison like, would say, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> that's what he, he, is not phased. Oh, great. That's awesome. And I'm very happy for him because if that were me, I would have been probably mortified. But I'm trying to like yes, embrace 100%. his confidence because I'm like, now that don't be a dick, don't be cocky, because then I'm going to have an issue with you. But like, love yourself. And that's all I want. So that's what it is. Life's not perfect. We're not perfect. I think it's okay if our kids see us imperfect we fail every day. I think it's important that they also see us fixing that imperfection, working Correct. towards a like- bigger goal continuing to better ourselves and not just like getting to a certain point and then be like, eh, fuck it. Like you have to continuously do it. They have to continuously, they are watching, even though you don't think they are. I think Correct. that's all the time. People think, oh, they're not, they, can't. they can read you. They're very intelligent. They're hilarious in the best like, way. Some of the funniest shit I've heard is from my kids, but Literally. then you hear your kids say things and you're like, where did you hear that? And they're like, uh, you, and you're like, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. All of my oh, daughter he held on has to that. no shame when it comes to things that leave the body. Um, so she Sounds was like, like I brought her to work last Friday. Didn't come, it was just Lily. And she like ripped one and it was loud. And I didn't expect it to smell that bad. And I started <laughs> walking back to the warehouse and I'm like, taste that in my mouth. And Lily's <laughs> like, that is great. Like she didn't even care. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, 10 points Dude. for Gryffindor. <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. She's like, what's disgusting is that you can taste it in your mouth. Like, She's like, I can't taste it. I'm fine. That's your problem. She's like, I don't smell anything. I was like, that's because it came out of your ass. And you're used to your stent. 
not also important. It's a ripple effect to our children and who they're going to become in the future. And I don't want my kids to become kids that don't know how to socialize or articulate a conversation or, or treat express people. themselves. Yeah. However the hell they want to. Colin, if you want to put some pink heels on, just I don't care. Be a good human being. Be you. That's Be it. A good human being. We Do can't what makes you happy. We can't lose ourselves trying to please everybody else because I feel like no. that's just the path and everyone's going. You know to. what? It's a safe spot. That's what it is. It's safe. And you don't have I'm not knocking either, just to throw this out there. I'm not knocking people who aren't feeling ready to ex- talk oh, about no, it. It's a process. It's a lot. I mean, but there was a point where I was personally ready to, talk about any of to it. have a personal relationship with yourself and admit that to yourself and to visit and to start working on it within yourself. And you don't have to post it on social media for it to be a thing, no. but to see your progress. And then eventually you will feel comfortable to talk about it. So, well, it's, it's a game changer for you. Most importantly, yeah. you learn what you're capable of and you then see how strong you, you are radiate that you radiate that. I mean, it's, you go from somebody with no confidence, a little cockroach on the ground, that's going to get squashed in five seconds to like looking at yourself in the mirror going, dude, I'm capable. I am a bad bitch. I got this total game changer. And I would encourage anybody that struggles mentally. Number one, find somebody safe. You can talk to comfortable in the moment that you're in to get a therapist. I would strongly encourage it, but don't, you're not in it alone. Yeah. You're not very normal feelings, especially after becoming a parent or going through a big life change or a big adjustment in life, especially this is when it's going to creep in because it's like, Oh, a little opening. I'm going to fuck you up now. (laughs) It can take you and sweep you away, or you can be the rock in the current that's holding yourself back. And it's not easy. Social media can make you feel like you're the loneliest person just because you're seeing people together and all this stuff. And if, if you're not in like a good mental place and you're scrolling social media, which we've all done it, but you can feel so lonely and to a point where you're like, why am I even here? Like, why am I important? Yeah, Why do people need me? And I think everybody goes through that, even though a lot of people won't say that they do because they have to admit that they were weak and it's not weak. It's It's not even part of being human. Truthfully, I think it takes a lot more to admit that. Yeah. Internally than it does to hide it. It's very easy to hide it, especially oh, when so you're so easy to hide it. No, most somebody seems happy doesn't mean they're happy. It's literally like Robin Williams. He was, was the one celebrity that made me feel very upset and shocked me. Yeah. Was him. You never would have guessed it. I never, because he's always been in all the kids' movies and the funny movies and the yeah. comedy movies. And he was always, he was a big part of our childhood in a lot of the movies we watched a lot. And I would have been, I was like, oh my God, that's heartbreaking that nobody knew except his, obviously I think his family. Right. But like check in on your people. Yeah. Be there when you say you're going to be there. Let people trust you. Like you should trust people and you should let people trust you and loyal and accountable and just be a good freaking human being. It's really not hard. People make it harder than it is. It's not hard. Once you get through your demons, once you get through your brain, yeah then you can start reaching out and whatever. But yeah, I agree. And like, you know, becoming whole is a process. Like I'm in a great place, but I know I have a ton of growing and learning still to do. And I'm not, I will never be perfect because mm-hmm. life is always a journey, but who wants like to making the changes that I've made and like learning to own my shit and just be real about it. And own who you are and own yeah. where you're at. this far thank you for sticking around i appreciate you more than you know thanks for listening to this week's podcast i will see you guys next monday and don't forget to leave a review if you haven't it really helps the ratings of the show and also share with your friends or family if you need someone to hear these stuff and you don't want to be the one to say it go ahead and share this with them i appreciate the support that you guys have all given me on all the listens It means so, so much. Thanks again.